Hello. Good, good. Hello. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. I'm excited. I haven't done a uh, little check-in podcast in a while. I don't even know when the last time it was. Um, but as always, Monday, the best day of the week. We know that to be true. We've done a lot of research on this, and we've found out that, in fact, Monday is when it all begins. Uh, I um, I don't even know what to say. I'm just excited. To, I mean, literally, it's been, I mean, it must be like a month. Um, the, uh, the uh, man, so many things to say. Well, first of all, I'm headed to Mexico, right? We're going to go to Mexico and do some business, which is pretty exciting. Um, we, I had a great weekend this weekend. I hung out with the, uh, Pierce and Andy from me and my golf. And we did a really great podcast, uh, from the boardroom of Bel Air country club, which was really great. And, um, I mean, I did something this week that I don't think I've ever done. I, I think I've done it, uh, a couple times, but I've never enjoyed it. And, I had a, a cigar. I had two cigars, which I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I mean, cigars are disgusting. Am I right? They're gross. But I don't know what happened. I don't know what came over me. Uh, last Monday, we uh, we all went over to Rob Riggle's Invitational in um, Thousand Oaks, I guess, maybe. North Ranch. Northwood. Northwood Ranch. North Ranchwood. I don't know. The course drove me crazy. I mean, it's one of these courses where you're like, there's no room and um, uh, to miss, that is. And I miss most of the time. Most of my shots are a miss, a big miss. So, um, but, you know, we didn't go for that. We went for other reasons. I went to, uh, you know, just, I don't know. I went because, well, it was Benny's idea. Uh, <laughs> Benny is the resident podcast questionnaire. And... Um, we got to meet actually for the first time at uh, North Ranch, Northwood Ranch, North Ranch Wood, out there in Thousand Calabasas. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Anyway, when I did Rob Riggle's podcast, Benny posed the question, um, "Can I go to the Invitational?" And then all of a sudden, I was there. So that's how that all happened. And um, yeah, it was great. Me and Colt went. Evan was there, obviously. Uh, you may have noticed Evan popping up here and there on the Instagram. Evan is the uh, the host of many things to come with the business side over here of, of, of Eric Anders Lang, which I didn't realize it was a business. I thought we were just on the playground. But uh, but Evan's very astute, um, you know, has an astute mind for business. So And he came out, and it was really fun. We had the, uh, the greatest time, right? I mean, any event where you're brought together by golf is going to be good. And then you add to that men and women from the military, vets, however, in any fashion, you're just going to have a lot of, um, I guess, I guess feelings, really. I mean, you know, and not necessarily like, you know, just good feelings, uh, you know, feelings of, um, you know, gratitude, obviously, for life and for being, you know, safe and sound. I don't know. It was just heavy, you know, um, the Semper Fi fund, which I, you know, kind of suggested on Instagram that if you're looking for something to support this year, that's a great fund. If you've never heard of it, they basically make it possible for vets to, you know, in their own individual way, uh, rehabilitate from what I can tell. And it seems like a really great, 
um, you know, entity. And obviously Rob Riggle supports it as well. So it's not some big creative idea over here from the uh, from the old Eric Anders Lang show. But uh, but that was really great, and we did a lot of filming from that. Obviously, basically, uh, you know, I don't know how long you've been listening to the podcast, but we didn't always film everything. <laughs> That's kind of a new thing, and uh, it's been really interesting. I mean, I've got I'm in my you know office, and we've got this calendar. I've got this calendar behind me that like literally just to keep track of all the videos that we're editing. It's like I can't even keep track. Like there's there's so many. Here's a video with John C. McGinley. We're editing the video from Canal Shores. So if you if you were aware of this Canal Shores meetup we did, uh, we have a video from it. And we've got and then, you know, I mean it's just there's so many things going on and now we're going to Mexico to make more things and on some level it's exhausting. But uh but anyway, at Rob Briggle's um invitational, I not only met Benny, but I met a guy who was hand-rolling cigars. And as a truth be told, former cigarette smoker, I know, gasps around the room. Disgusting, disgusting. Filthy habit. So disgusting. Uh, but anyway, I fucking, you know, I smoked him. I, I, I did inhale. That's what I did. I definitely inhaled. I inhaled uh, a lot. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm a troubled individual. I didn't want to smoke. Nobody, nobody sets out in life to be a smoker, but honestly, as I'm talking about him right now, I kind of want one, but uh, <laughs> don't do it. But, um, but anyway, as a former smoker, ex smoker, um, I never really liked cigars. And when I'm at this invitational, this guy's rolling a cigar and he's wearing like a Cuban kind of waistcoat, like, like white kind of waiter's jacket with a tie on. And I didn't think anything of it. I just looked at him and I was like, all right, later, I'm not I'm not a cigar smoker. I don't like cigars. But then I was like, you know, it's funny because this is sort of the way I got into golf. So I'm not a golfer. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try it. So he's there rolling the cigar and I'm like, I'm not a cigar smoker. And then I'm like, but have I really tried it? So I took one and I forgot about it. And then on like the 13th hole or something, I saw it in the cart in the little bag, you know. And the guy was rolling it by hand in front of me. So I take it and I'm with Saul, um, who you may know from Instagram is uh, Magic Legs. Uh, magic Legs with some underscores in between the words and stuff. And Saul is a, uh, he's got, he's a double amputee, right? So he's got two prosthetic uh, legs. One of them is like full and the other is half. But I mean, he's walking around on, you know, basically stilts. And the guy's just a legend, you know, I mean, he's just so positive. And Mike, uh, who is, uh, you know, their friends and, and Mike knows all these guys and, you know, just vets, right? Just chilling with vets. And I mean, I'm, my heart is just overflowing just with, you know, obviously, you know, if you know me, you know my feelings about Band of Brothers and, you know, the the, the brotherhood that and sisterhood, um, familial, if you will, siblings, um, you know, that, that go into that experience of um, having a great mission that you are willing to give everything to. And that's, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody feels that way, no matter how anti X, Y, and Z they get. Um, there's no, there's no, um, there's no arguing that. And so, 
playing with these gentlemen and Evan. And we, I see the cigar there, and I'm like, you know, golf. You're enjoying the round. It's a beautiful day. We're in, we're in, uh, we're in a beautiful part of the world. And then I remember that I have this cigar, and I kind of lit it, thinking that I was just gonna like throw it out or whatever. And I and and I lit it, and I'm, I don't know. Next thing I know, I was chomping on it like, um, what's his name in Apocalypse Now. I just love it. I don't know. I was loving. It. I don't know. It just I, it was something that just sort of sparked the mood um, of just like fun times, you know. I mean, because I don't drink, right? And I don't smoke crack, and I don't do heroin. I don't do MDMA or LSD, um, crystal meth, any of these wonderful recreational uh, party favors. I don't partake in the uh, poppycash, but. I don't know. I mean, it was like a cigar made me feel a little crazy. You know, I mean, all I do is drink coffee, y'all. That's all I do. So the cigar was this kind of fun moment. And then um, we came in and we're playing as a foursome. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever played in a tournament or a pro-am, but these things take time. They take literally like five, six hours, right? I mean, the waste management pro-am was six and a half hours. That said, I mean, you're obviously in a pretty extreme atmosphere there, uh, you know. But anyway, I don't know how long the round was here. But as we were nearing the end, because it's a shotgun start, you know, so everyone's starting on, you know, a different hole. They, they stack the entire course, and then everyone just turns around, churns like a cog. And so um, we're all uh, we're, we're all sort of getting backed up towards the end. And so my group ended up catching up to Benny's group. And, you know, Benny and his friends... Um, we're all there and, and we start all play. So then we're playing as an eight some in this like pretty, you know, organized event. And then we catch up to, a uh, another, uh, I think, Oh no. Then, then a threesome catches up to us. So then we're playing as an 11 some, and then we hit the par three and now we're playing so slow because we're 11 that another foursome catches up to us. And then we were a 15 some and everybody had a great time. You know, we all just joined together and had, a, you know, a ton of fun. And we were all wondering why we didn't play this way the entire day. And don't worry, when Eric Anders Lang makes his golf camp, we will we will do that. We will play as large, big groups. And it'll be fun. Um, but, uh, but, you know, so then I had the cigar. And so, you know, Craig, Craig T. Nelson, obviously, friend of the pod, friend of the YouTube channel. The first episode of Random Golf Club began with Craig T. Nelson at Sherwood, and um, uh, you know, Craig, if you if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to Craig's podcast. That's one of my favorites. Um, oh, big news! My website launched today, EricAndersLang.com. Check it out if you want some merch. I also recommend a couple of my favorite pods that we've done over the year, and some of the LA. You know, a lot, a lot of messages I get are like, "Where where should I go in LA?" and put some recommendations out there. Uh, what else? Oh, there's some meditations from be the ball on there that you can listen to if you want to get better at golf. Um, which, you know, I don't know. I don't blame you if you do, but good luck with that, by the way. Um, you know, in the podcast, it's just whatever. It's just another place you can go and hang out like, like, like a central perk in friends. It's basically the set of friends is my website. And you can go, you can go there and hang out with Jen Aniston. Courtney Cox, and whatever. But you're not going to make a million dollars an episode, folks. That's for damn sure. I'm not. Who the fuck makes that? I don't know if I would want that much money, really. You know, if you really think that much money, I was actually thinking about Larry David. I was in the car driving home from Craig's yesterday 
where I had the cigar, my second cigar of the week with Craig, because he's a cigar smoker. That's why I brought him up. But, you know, I mean, Craig lives a pretty normal life. You know, he just walks around in sweatpants all the time and slides. And we smoke cigars and chill. And sometimes we go to Sherwood and play seven holes. But, you know, Jen, these these people that make that much money. I was thinking of Larry David, actually, because I was driving on the... I don't know what I was, why I was thinking of Larry David. Um, I don't know why I was thinking of Larry David. I'm, there must be a reason. Come on. I was driving in the car. Um, why was I thinking of Larry David? Well, I don't know. But anyway, so so I'm thinking... Maybe, oh, maybe it was because of... Bel Air, and because I was at Bel Air with Miles and uh, Pierce and Andy, and he's a member there, I think Larry David's a member. Anyway, I was thinking about Larry David, and I was like, man, he's got so much money. And oh, you know what? I was because because I'm leaving to go to Mexico, right? And I'm like, that feeling always gets me a little stressed out, right? Before going to Me- going on a trip, and this is a three week trip, so I've got to pack three weeks of my life up, and I can't forget a cell phone charger. I need to remember every little thing to basically live. And function at a high rate of functionality in other countries, in cold climates, warm climates. I mean, it's it's a headache. Like, I mean, it's not easy. And I was thinking about, you know, how much I love to travel. And, you know, once you get past the not easy part, I love it. Like, once, once I set foot on the destination's uh, piece of land, whether it's an island or another country or a city, whatever, then I'm good. You know what I mean? Then I'm just, like, thrilled and I'm just, like, excited. But... All the moments leading up to it, I'm just like dreading it. You know, I really don't want to leave. Don't want to go. I mean, obviously I want to go, but you know what I mean? It's just, I don't want to go through the hoops that you've got to go through to go. And I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you what the feelings are. Um, you know, I, I would try to not complain at all. Uh, so much so that when we shot the Death Valley episode of Adventures in Golf, I mean, it was hot, guys. It was like 120. And I was, I, I don't like, uh, I don't like when I complain and I also don't like when other people complain I try to give people as much space to be who they are, but, you know, I mean, my phone's ringing. Hang on a sec. All right, and you know what? I'm back, and I didn't forget where we were, Death Valley. So, you know, we're on this job, and it's 120, and I'm like, guys, whoever complains about the heat, you have to put on a sweater. And so, so the running joke of the entire episode was, I mean, we're there, and I mean, we're all just sweating balls. Like, like there's no relief. And so we're out there in the middle of the sun, middle of the day, 120 degrees. And then the joke is, Stuart, obviously a hilarious guy, just couldn't stop talking about how cold it was out there. Just so cold. Just I'm freezing. I uh, does anyone have a does anyone have a jacket I can wear? Um, but uh, but all of that is to say that the travel. And I'm thinking of Larry David on the freeway, and I'm like, if you're Larry David and you've got all the money in the world, what do you do? And I was like, well, maybe I would just fly to Italy like at a moment's notice. But then I was like, maybe he doesn't because he's already got everything he wants. He's got the pants that fit. He's got the shirts that fit. He's got suitcase. He knows where he's going. He doesn't want to arrive and have his, and have his the hotel he likes be uh, booked. And then I was like, wow, when you get that rich, you literally. And then I was like, you know, what does he do with his clothes that fit so well? You know, he just throws them on the ground. Someone else picks them up. I'm saying this partly because I've experienced some of this, you know, as a, you know, I've, I have seen some of this world. I have, I feel like I got to tell you guys a secret. I've seen this shit and it is heinous. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but when they, people get rich, they get entitled. And when they get famous, they get really, really entitled. And it's weird because no one says no. 
and they never have to do anything they don't want to do, which is really not a good way to live. And um, what's funny is when I talk to people on the podcast, I know one of the themes that I'm really interested in is not the feeling of celebrity as much as when did you realize that what you did made an impact on someone that you didn't know? I find that very interesting. The idea that it's not that you're just sort of like you're interested in being famous, but it's that you are being, um, what's the word, uh, uh, acknowledged, right, um, for doing something of, of meaning, right? And and obviously, you know, I mean, my job, it's the, 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 uh, the editing keys and the camera is all very close to my veins, right? I don't. I don't ever let it get very far away, and I really make a concerted effort to only, you know, communicate things that I authentically experience and feel. And, um, you know, obviously, money is nice, and we all want that to a certain extent. And, you know, just just like I don't have a boss really, right? My boss is you guys, right? So when you're saying, "Hey, what you did meant something." what you did actually actually had an impact you're you're in a sense you're my boss saying good job you know and and that and that's that's that so you know all all I'm sort of saying is it's like when does it stop right on some level and and I'm in the car thinking about Larry David who we are all living our lives right I'm we're just walking around thinking about wow like Larry David's got everything right I don't know man I don't know if he has everything I got a bunch of letters here. We're gonna read uh, Austin, the new Austin, the newest member of the crew over here. Uh, Austin is a uh, Colt, basically hired Austin, and now Colt and Austin are, you know, working together as a team. And Evan and me, and basically it's me and Evan versus Colt and Austin. Basically, now we all work as a big team, and it's fantastic. And um, I don't know how to put a pin in that Larry David thing, but I had a cigar with Craig, and it was a great experience. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with my future as far as cigars are concerned. I'm pretty sure they are disgusting. I, I don't think women like them. Um, I guess it depends on which women. I mean, the truth is if I met a chick and she was asking me for a light for her cigar, I'd probably pre- pretty think it was pretty disgusting. Maybe it'd be pretty sexy. I don't know. Maybe I need to look at pictures of women smoking cigars. Okay. Well, if you're a woman, I apologize if I've offended you. <laughs> It's phallic. I didn't mean, I didn't intend that. It's just, I'm talking about cigars and I'm just thinking how they're kind of, it's ironic that cigars are a manly thing, but you're basically walking around with a large brown tobacco wrapped, um, you know, hot dog in your mouth on fire. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to explain it to the aliens. I don't understand it. Does anyone understand the cigars? The website's live, y'all. EricAndersLang.com. There's merch on there for you people. Podcast listeners, guys, there's hats on there that say Eric Anders Lang Show, which I know you all have been looking for. Um, well, probably not all of you, but some of you. And uh, I'm pretty excited about them. We, um, yeah, we, we, we finally got that off the ground, which is exciting. I want a big thanks to uh, Steve Anderson, who uh, from the sunny state of Utah, um, really came in and helped big time on the back end of that. And and he has a little company called Elevate promo elevate pr i don't really know elevate i forgot but anyway steve anderson's the guy 
and he also has a little company called Links and Kings. They make uh, they make awesome golf stuff. Obviously, the name Links should give it away for the uh, initiated. And also, I'd like to thank my man Tony Napton. Tony uh, sent me a bunch of stuff this week. Maybe you saw it on the Instagram live from Radry Golf. Tony did all of the designs of all of the merch that we're launching. And so you're going to notice the merch on the website is not very fancy. It's basically just white hats, pink hats, and black letters. And that's it. It's just really basic for the first stuff. And, you know, it's it's basically because, um, you know, it's just the basic stuff. And that's like that's like version one. And so for the true, the true folks who were down from day one, when we were in our garage making music, right? This is this is that, and we'll stop selling it at some point. And then we'll move on to something other, something more complicated. We've got a little snowball logo in the works that uh, I'm pretty excited about, and I don't know if we'll do shirt t-shirts or what, but we're definitely doing hats. I realize we don't have a bucket hat, which is insane. All we've got right now is uh, visors and dad hats, which are obviously all you need, but we do need to work on the bucket hats. What should we do for New Year's? I have no idea what to do for New Year's, and it comes up every year. Last year, I went to bed at 11 p.m. I know I'm a year older now, so more likely I should go to bed at 11 p.m., but whatever. Going to Mexico uh, today, going to Mexico. Viva, yo voy a México y yo puedo hablar español muy bien porque estuvo trabajando en un restaurante en Nueva York. Entonces... Yo puedo hablar mexicano más de español. Si puedes aprender, si puedes, uh, what is the word he say? Understand. Si puedes, recuerdes, si puedes, uh, I don't know the word. So I speak just enough Spanish to get by with a busboy in a restaurant in New York City. That's what I learned. That's where I learned Spanish. Waiting tables in the old Big Apple. Anyone know why they call it the Big Apple? Snowball? You know? You don't know. They call it the Big Apple because jazz musicians in the 20s and 30s would go to New York. But they wouldn't get paid any money. They wouldn't get paid any extra money. or They, they, they would get paid a large apple in the same way that when a horse won a race, they would receive a large apple. Does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? I don't know. Um, all right, y'all, I'm going to go to a quick commercial break. Million dollars an episode <laughs> one day. I'm gonna go to a quick commercial break. Uh, enjoy the reads and I'll be RB. You make coffee in the morning? Let me ask you one question about that coffee you make in the morning. Do you know when it was roasted? If you bought it at the grocery store, it's been stale for months. Sad news, I know. You go ahead and shed a tear. If you bought it at the local cafe, you've probably overpaid for it. Here's the deal. Bixby, B-I-X-B-Y, they cut out our favorite guy. No, our least favorite guy. They cut out the middleman. I mean, the truth is, if you are the middleman, you're rock solid. But we don't, we, since we're not the middlemen, we actually want to get rid of them. We're the men on the outside. Or the women. Moving on. That wasn't supposed to take that long. They roast it the day you order it, and they ship it right from the roaster to your doorstep. Save on the price and save on the freshness. You get more freshness. More freshness, half the price. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, I've been roasting the facility. I went to the roasting facility the other day, and my man Miles started this really cool company, and it's a high-quality outfit, that's for sure. 
Um, also, it's like it's like the vice balls of coffee that Jeff wrote that. That's pretty good. I do like that. Um, better coffee, better price, and always free shipping. That's actually a really cool part of it. You get the free shipping. Um, so there you go. Check out BixbyCoffee.com. That's B-I-X-B-Y.com. It's going to get delivered to your door. And, uh, you know, once you get the coffee, you'll be awake for it the next time it gets delivered because it's a subscription thing. You know, you get it regularly. You don't have to go to the store for it. So anyway, check it out, BixbyCoffee.com. All right, everybody, Precision Pro. Here's the thing about Precision Pro. They got started with a simple question. Quote, why can't anyone make a quality rangefinder at a reasonable price? I also have this question. That was four years ago, and now Precision Pro Golf makes the NX7 series rangefinder that's been named the best value rangefinder in 2018. That's a big thing. I don't by mygolfspy.com said that. My golf spy. Anyway, their rangefinders contain all the bells and whistles that golfers love without the bloated price that other companies charge. Because to be honest, nobody likes bloating, especially when it comes in your price tag. The NX7 Pro Slope Rangefinder is the number one selling rangefinder on Amazon.com right now. Is that true? Is it the number one? No one's in my house. Colt, Snowball, and Max are all in my house. Is it the number one? Check. Is Precision Pro really the number one selling rangefinder? I don't want to purport false claims. Colt's checking. Anyway, that's on sale for $218, and that's $30 off its normal price. Can you believe that? It offers slope-adjusted yardages, pulse vibration technology, which, as a human being, I love. I love pulse vibrations, good or bad. Uh, Two-year warranty. Dang, that's two years, man. That's a long time. That's longer than I've ever had a rangefinder. My last one was stolen, so if you have my rangefinder right now, it says Eric Lang on it. You're an asshole. Also, it comes with industry-leading precision care package that includes a free lifetime battery replacement service. A lot of script. I'm almost done, guys. Hang on. Any news, Colt? Still no news. We're waiting. For golfers, confidence is a wonderful thing. Doubt is not. Precision Pro understands that, and it's why their rangefinder is the perfect combo of performance and price. I love combos like that. Oh, my God. NX7 Rangefinder is, well, look at all these reviews. Does what I wanted. Love it. Just what I was looking for. Price was right. From Lowell H. Danny B says, I like it. <laughs> We're reading real reviews. Five stars. 781 reviews. Dude, here's the deal. They sent it to me, but I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. We're going to see. We're going to see. Right now, the NX7 Pro is on sale for $30 off at PrecisionProGolf.com. Two-year warranty, 90-day money-back guarantee, lifetime battery replacement service. Lifetime battery replacement. Whoa, Cadillac Rangefinder with a VW price. I like it. That guy, I want to hang out with. Major Duffer. Let's get Major Duffer on the pod because I want to see this. But the battery replacement service is crazy. Seriously, lifetime battery replacement service. I'm just learning about this. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. Guys. Sounds like if you don't buy this, you're the idiot. Um, so anyway, ciao for now. All right, all day. Yeah, whoa, can't read. I can't read, everybody. All right, everybody. The holidays are always a great time to literally boost your footwear game. You know I love the boost. The boost, by the way. Can we Do we even know what boost is? Boost like came from NASA. Google it. Prove me wrong. Tell me that there's something better than Boost, and I will literally block you. No, but there is nothing better than Boost. Like, Boost is the jam. Anyway, for the holidays, boost your footwear game and do yourself a favor. Hop over to adidas.com and click on the golf selection, the golf section. 
could be a gift for, oh, get a gift for someone else, y'all. But Adidas makes sure that you can't go wrong. And that's pretty true. Like, I can't find a pair of Adidas shoes that I don't like. Right now, I'm digging the Ryder Cup Special Editions, which obviously you can't get. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean that to come out in a douchey way. It's just true. Um, but that style, I actually can't think of the name of the style. I think it's the Tour 360. I love that shoe. It's the most comfortable shoe ever. I'll wear it by the beach. Um, anyway, uh, there's the new Addy Power Forged. Ooh, that's a slick shoe, actually. I did get a peek at that. That's on the website right now. Uh, Addy Power Forged. And, of course, my favorites. Oh, Joel knows my favorites when he writes this. The Tour 360 and the Tour 360 Knit. Tour 360, obviously, you're getting the waterproof full leather upper. Tour 360 Knit, a little more breathable, a little more uh, fresh for the hipsters out there. But they both have all of that, uh, you know, super grippy, sticky spikes, uh, you know, soft spikes. Soft spikes. Uh, don't forget the Addy Cross and Addy Pure. I love the Addy Pure. That is the Justin Rose style. That is the Addy Pure basically you can wear anywhere. You can wear it to a tea time or a date, and I promise you're going to get good looks. Uh, I hear there's also something new coming early next year, which I'm stoked about. I did hear that. I actually saw that, so watch out, folks. Get ready for that. So go to Adidas uh, or follow Adidas Golf for all the latest news and info at Adidas Golf ADI. D-A-S-G-O-L-F. Yeah, check it out. Get that. Get boosted for the holidays, y'all. Um, later. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, thanks for bearing with me for those. Y'all, tomorrow's the last day of Adventures in Golf. Do you have any idea what the episode is? It's Japan. I went to the Mira factory. We played golf with Mr. Mira. Guys, it's the best episode I've ever made in my life. And I know I've said that 30 times, and there's only 30 episodes, but I promise it is really, really, really good. It's special, right? It's just so special. And all of us, David, Stuart, and myself, and Shu Saku, the, uh, our local guy down there, we put everything we had into it. And I'm just so excited to be now heading to Mexico with David again. Stuart, uh, sadly, not around in Australia right now. But Colt, Evan, David, and I are going to just, you know, we're going to do, we're going to do Mexico right. Um, so, Anyway, yeah, get ready for the Adventures in Golf finale of Season 3. Uh, and then I hope to bring you news about Season 4 soon. Very excited for that to take place. Uh, all right, so I got some emails printed out here for me. Let's see. Thanks, Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, this The first video I saw of yours was the AIG about the Chili Open in Minnesota. Being a native of the area, it was great to see our little event get some publicity. Since then, I've watched all the AIG clips, listened to your podcast, and have had a revival of my own. I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life, becoming a father at the age of 17, attending college with a child at home, losing, uh, losing friends to addiction, and meeting the love of my life. I feel, wow, a father at the age of 17, that is, that's kind of gangster, my man. I feel as if I've become a lot in my short time. If I, I'm sorry, I can't read. I feel as if I've overcome a lot in my short time on earth, 26 years. And learning about people that have also overcome battles, such as yourself, gives me hope. 
Golf has always been an outlet for me to decompress, but I've only been able to fully decompress and be happy on the course when I play well. Ooh, I relate entirely. You'll see actually this Thursday the the Prestwick episode on YouTube from the um, uh, the unofficial. Oh, sorry, Wednesday the uh, official unofficial Golf Guide to Scotland. We we go to Prestwick and I kind of wanted to span it out, so it's a twenty two minute episode, and um, we uh, we. Uh, I play poorly <laughs> and it's funny cause you can see I'm being real. Like I'm pissed. Like I'm at Presswick and I want to play well, but it's a hard course guys. Come on, give me a break. All right. I'm, and I'm playing golf after all. It's windy as all hell and the rough is like 90 feet tall. Um, so anyway, yeah. To, so Tim decompresses when he plays well, I can relate as I'm sure my friends out there on the other end of the speaker can relate. I've come to realize that playing well doesn't necessarily yield that result. Uh, being in the moment is so much more important than shooting a good score. And the message I get from your podcast and adventures in golf is exactly that. I've tried to get my golf fix by listening to other golf podcasts, but they all seem to only care about the professional side of the game. I appreciate the fact that you are finding the connection between golf and reality by talking to quote, normal human beings about the game and how it impacts their lives. I just want to say thanks for being, bringing the game a little closer to life and giving a guy like me a real sense of happiness on and off the course. Well, geez, Tim, that's fucking cool to read, man. I appreciate that. Um, and I mean, you know, I've been in the same place, right? I mean, we we look at uh, the experience of playing good golf as though that is uh, what we need. I require, I require good golf to be happy, folks. Imagine telling your spouse that. Hello, I'll be, uh, I'm gonna go out for six hours I'm going to engage in a very difficult, time, time, uh, timely, uh, t- uh, I can't think of the word, uh, and I'm going to engage for six hours in a very difficult and expensive activity that usually yields in frustration. And also, when I come home, I will only be in a good mood if I have actually played well. And then they say, well, how often will you have played well? And you say, hmm, I don't know, 15% of the time? And they say, whoa. So that means 85% of the time you're going to come home unhappy. You say, no, probably like 40% of the time. But then the other 30%, I just am sort of relatively dissatisfied. That's funny, huh? Why the hell do you go do it, Jim? Why do you, why do you go do something that pisses you off a majority of the time that you pay money and you spend your valuable minutes on? What's the name of the final hole of Prestwick? It's called Clock as if to old Tom was subtly reminding us that we don't have an infinite number of rounds, so we might as well enjoy this one. Well, Tom didn't probably name that hole because when he designed the course, there was only 12, so fuck it. Whoever named that hole, though, had a good sense of poetic irony, and I'm glad to be reminded of that because as I step out into another journey down here south of the border, I might find some times when I'd like to play golf well. And sadly, I'm sure that majority of the time I won't play well. We're going to play with Matt Kuchar's caddy at Mayakoba, El Toucan, who helped him win, which is pretty exciting. You know, I mean, you just got to judge golf on something else. You, you got to find another tent pole, another tether. You have to find another notch to put in your golf belt because if it's score, you're, you're, you, you, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, why do you gamble? Do you gamble? I used to gamble. I don't gamble anymore because I lose most of the time. 
and I lo- and I like to l- limit the activities that I lose at. <laughs> Golf is pretty much takes up my um, my losing um, dance card. Um, okay, from Kai. Thank you for all you are doing. Uh, through you, I rediscovered my joy for golf, and I got my tennis maniac brother interested in it as well. You, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back. I forgot. Uh, Tim mentioned losing friends to addiction, and I just wanted to say that I don't know how many of you are solely podcast um, listeners or whether or not you go on the YouTube channel, but I really would ask that, you know, there's a lot of great videos on the YouTube channel uh, for, for what we do for the Eric Anders Lang YouTube channel, but... There's one that I really think I would like you to see if you haven't already, and it's the one, uh, it's called My First Golf Video Ever, I think. I think that's what we called it. It means a lot to me. Um, that is where this all started, right? That is that is the journey, the beginning of the journey. That is the first step in the realm of uh, sitting here right now talking to you. Um, and, it's, and it's about a man named Mike Mega. And um, he's a wonderful, gentle soul who even more than myself, doesn't fit that golf stereotype that we have come to question and that we stay to break, okay? If you think for a second that you're not a golfer, well, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. Huh? You are a golfer. That's right. That's what I just said. Okay, I promise it's just the two of us. No one else is listening and no one else is talking. Eh, What? No, that's just me. But anyway, listen, (laughs) watch this video because Mike, you know, obviously is gone um, from this world due to addiction. Um, and it's tragic. It's just so tragic because the guy is such a sweetheart. And he left behind his son, Eddie, who I've actually gotten in touch with. Uh, he messaged me from Mega's phone, no less, uh, two days after I posted this video talking about how my friend, I had ran into him on the golf course and now is, is gone. And uh, I said, I know he has a son and I don't know if he played golf with his son. I get a text from Mega's phone, and it says, Eric, this is Eddie. If this is Eric, this is Eddie, Mega's son. I'm texting you from his old phone. I mean, I was blown away. It was a very strange experience because I had reached out to about 20 of my friends who I thought would know um, or know how to get in touch with, um, you know, Mega's, Mike's son, Eddie. But uh, no one did, and so then Eddie just reached out to me. I don't know how he did. I didn't ask, Um, but I hope to meet him soon when I get down to that neck of the woods but um you know anyway all that is to say you know mega loved golf and i hope that he loved his last round as much as his first or as much as his middle but you know um i don't know i just wanted to touch on that and obviously kai is talking about getting his tennis maniac brother obsessed in it you know my brother got me obsessed with golf uh you truly bring something great into this world and your authenticity and passion all the best for your upcoming endeavors. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um, oh, here's interesting. So uh, Ben says, Hi, Eric. Loving the content. Just wondering if you've heard of Ratho Farm. It is the oldest golf course in Australia and is located in Tasmania, the little island at the bottom. <laughs> I've been to Tasmania. Uh, it plays as a par 70 and a course record of 66. Have a look at the website. I'd be more than happy to show you and cult around the course and the different valley. So, okay, I've been to Tasmania, Ben. I thank you for the message. I obviously only played um, uh, Barn Boogle with my buddy Stuart. Uh, I, I took him there for his honeymoon. He got, no, we went together for his honeymoon. Um, we filmed some stuff that uh, no one will see because we weren't vlogging at the time, which is just a tragedy. 
because we would be filming some great stuff. It would be so cool. I wish we could share all these other adventures that we've been on. But we cannot. Sorry, I'm hiccuping and burping at the same time. Got to get it out. Okay, I think I got it. Oh, all right. Tasmania. Um, Ratho Farm. I've heard of it, but I don't really have a finger on it. So let's hope we go there. I, I know that I'm looking at the calendar right now, and I see February into March, I see the word New Zealand written there. So we'll be going there prior to going back to Japan, which I'm obviously very excited about. That'll be our... We'll hopefully be there in Japan for the... Um, Cherry Blossoms. That would be great. Two for two with Cherry Blossoms. That'd be great. Uh, we were there last year for the Cherry Blossoms. Um, anyway, thanks, Ben. I, I would let, Whoa, this is the longest letter on earth, Austin. How can you... I can't read this letter. Can I? Wow. Um, that's too long. I can't read it. And Austin, this is like 40 sentences here. Um, the ending. The honor of buying you a sandwich at Augusta would be motivation enough to get me to pony up for a ticket. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I'm going to read that separately. Um, okay, you know what? Fine, I'll read it. Uh, Tom, 36-year-old golfer of five years in Charleston. Uh, is sober, played golf in Hawaii once and a bunch in South Carolina and Atlanta primarily. Uh, oh, this is great. Adventures in golf ideas <laughs> in my neck of the woods. The ocean course at Kiowa would be great would be a great one-shot that is unique from videos you've done so far. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're not a bad idea. Uh, it's also going to host the PGA. Cougar Point at Kiowa is the only other course I've played on the cheap through a random local hookup. It's gorgeous. All right, we'll check that out. Monster Buddy Golf Trip. Each spring, we play 36 for four or five days straight and sneak rounds before or after the trip until we can't move. All right, Tom, you're my kind of guy. I like it. You're addicted to golf, and I relate. Uh, Myrtle Beach. I have never been to any of these places, which is really remarkable. Um, I'm down. Let's set it up. Um, I really appreciate the thumbs up. And yeah, we'll set it up. Oh, and you responded. Then thanks for spelling my name right. Appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, uh, this is awesome. Any way we can arrange? What? What? I don't. Guys, send in more questions, would you? I th I would love that. I, um. All right. Uh, what else to talk about? I don't know. I'm, I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. I'm really tired. But you know what? I just look at The Rock's Instagram, and then I wake the fuck up. You know? I just go do some push-ups, and I keep going. I haven't been to the gym as much, though. I, I got a bad cold after I got back from Scotland for like a month, and I didn't really get over it. I think that's part of the reason why I kind of slowed down on the check-in podcast. But we've got a lot of great ones coming up. Um, there's a lot of great pods coming up, a lot of great interviews coming at you. Thanks for chiming in with all the questions for the Me and My Golf uh, interview we did over the weekend. I don't know when that'll come out, probably January sometime. And um, I don't know, just thanks so much for being there and for just uh, letting me know that we're doing the right thing over here because we keep trying. We keep trying to figure it out. And um, well, I don't know. I'm beginning to think this is the beginning of a very great relationship. What does it say? Friendship? I'm beginning to think this is the beginning of a great friendship. Is that what he says? I don't know, but Casablanca is a great movie. Uh, have a great week, everybody, on Thursday. What's coming out on Thursday? Oh, Thursday's a great podcast. I'm excited for this one. Um, Thursday is um, is uh, Chris Nashawati, who, um, oh, he's so cool. He, uh, he um, okay, let me pull up my calendar here. Yeah, I'm making sure I'm right. Um, 
where's my calendar? I can't find, there's a whole new app. I, I can't figure it out. Content schedule. Yeah, there we go. Chris Nashawati. Yeah, December 13th. So so this guy wrote the book on Caddyshack. Um, you know, and, he, and it was a really good interview. Writers make a really good interview, and he did not disappoint. I mean, I just was really satisfied with this interview. So check that out for sure. And, you know, stay tuned. Head over to the YouTube channel. Watch the Mike Mega video, please, if you haven't. Um, and if I don't speak to you guys, I'll probably do another update podcast soon. But um, if I don't speak to you guys before then, have a great holiday. You know, take care of your families. Enjoy the round of golf that you spend with your families, with your with your kids, your daughters, your sons, your parents, your moms, your fathers, your wives and husbands, your aunts and uncles, your randoms that you find out there. The guy that's pissed on Christmas Eve because he flew the green. He hit it too well. Have compassion for that guy and girl because, you know, he's just trying to. Why do we come to golf? For different reasons, I'm sure, but we stay for the same. I'm pretty sure of that, too. And, uh, you know, no one can answer that. It's not one thing. It's a wonderful cocktail that's made differently every time, but it always tastes the same. Both disgusting and delicious. Have a great week, folks. See you later.